Hi Brickies, I'm Dominic, the last one standing with a kink for cannibalism. And I'm Kate, the resident phobia expert who also hears voices. And you're listening to Shit and Bricks. A podcast where we talk shit about stuff that scares us. Ripping a few laughs and survival tips along the way. As always, please subscribe, rate and review us. And don't forget to follow us on the socials at Shit and Bricks Podcast. Like the morning after a night on the curries and cans, here it comes. So drop your ducks, pop a squat and let's get into it. It is milestone madness. Madness, madness. Okay. It's my. <laughs> it's carpets. It's madness. It's just madness. It's carpets. It's carpets. What is that from? That's from Absolutely Fabulous. Oh, yes. Patsy, darling. <laughs> Hi, Catherine. Hi, Dom. <laughs> I was waiting for the Anik. Anik, yeah, it's it's there. It's settling. Happy 50th. Happy 50th. You don't look a day over 35. Oh, well, that's about right, actually. Oh, yeah. I, well, shit, I should have gone younger. <laughs> I'll take, no, 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 I'm 36, Done. but I will take oh. 35. Perfect. I love it. Um, happy 50th episode. I cannot believe it. Yay. We're clapping oh. ourselves. <laughs> we are, of course. Well, if we don't, who will? And today's episode, we're calling it Milestone Madness or mad- Milestone are. Madness. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. We just wanted to do something a little bit, you know, we're proud of getting to 50 episodes. So we thought we'd just do something a little bit you know, different for you all. Um, early on, we did, you know, episodes that were sort of more tailored to getting to know us as your storytellers a little bit. Uh, but, you know, that was 50 episodes ago. So we thought, you know, we've got new listeners. We've got Patreon, pa- Patri- Patri- people from Patreon. We have got the Boopod network happening. We've just got so many things. So we just thought, you know what, milestone madness. We've got to 50 eps. Let's chat a little bit about some random stuff and then give each other a funny little story to tell. Yeah, let's just be a bit mad, shall we? Let's do it. So different to what we're normally like. And any of you that have lasted 50 episodes, you need help, um, but good on you. Uh, We love you. We do. We love you so much. Um, Can I say, Don, before we get into our, our housekeeping and talking a bit about what's going on, I had a moment on Sunday, last Sunday, when doing this podcast actually became something that I, you know, used one of our facts about and, <laughs> uh, and, and included that in a conversation. I was at a restaurant and we were at a, a table, a high table, um, and behind us was a booth. And I said, booth, not my cup of tea. Mm. Cause if you get stuck right at the back, 10 people have to move out of your way. If you want to get a drink or go to the bathroom or whatever. And my friend sitting across from, from me, Ash, she said, that's the same thing for me. Like, I'm not really claustrophobic, but like the thought of that makes me feel really uncomfortable. And I said, well, <laughs> that's actually called cleithrophobia. And then I went on to explain, everybody was so engaged. They were like, that's fascinating. Yeah, I've got that. It was really cool. 
So if you've had a moment like that where you've used any of our ridiculous facts uh, or phobia insights, let us know because it's it's so much fun. I actually had an example of it today myself. A colleague was telling me how petrified, as in can't even go to this venue, the dentist, because they're so afraid. And I'm like, well, that's dentophobia which is in Boom. one of our social games that we've been doing this week. Yeah. They had no idea that it was like a classified phobia. And I'm like, yeah, dentophobia. Yeah. So, folks, if you're listening to us, you are actually learning things. And if you're a socially awkward person, when giving you material to help you in social you know, scenarios, just exactly. retell one of the shitty stories that we talk about and you'll be famous you can have it we steal all our stuff anyway so (laughs) you guys just keep stealing photocopy the photocopy just keep on going that's what (laughs) no worries exactly no such thing as an original thought that's it precisely okay before we get too you know uh (laughs) let's get to housekeeping yes please Did you love my sound effects? Oh my God, I loved it. And do you know what's wild? Chelsea, our, you know, premier, probably number one fan, uh, she was driving in her car listening and we were talking about that sound effect. (laughs) And then you said, do you know what we need here? We need like a bring. And as we've said that, her petrol like <laughs> notification dinged in her car at that precise moment. And she texts me immediately. She's just like, the weirdest thing happened today. This is amazing. I love this sound effect. House keep me away. Okay. So um, this week we have a Boopod feature. I'm really excited about this one because we met this podcast before any other podcast, Kate. This was our first ever networking dip the toe in to networking world. Um, horror roulette. Yes. You may remember this one, Kate, but they have the best bloody idea. So each week, um, and sometimes more than once a week, they come up with a, um, a word. So just like it's a random word. They don't have any control over it. Um, and from that word, it's a brother sister combination. Hilarious. They're so funny. Um, Nick and M, and what they do is whatever the word is used, they've got to, or discovered, they have to go and find like a true crime story based off of that word. And they never know what the story is until they get to recording. So I forgot to breathe. Did you notice that? (laughs) (laughs) I was getting a little bit concerned. You were turning blue like the cartoons. (laughs) Violet's turning violet. So anyway, um, go check out Nick and M's uh, podcast, Horror Roulette, and here is their trailer. Boop, biddy, boop. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Horror Roulette, where you never know what you're going to get. We're your hosts. I'm M, and that's my brother, Nick. Each week, we spin the Wheel of Misfortune to randomly generate an episode topic, which makes our lives miserable, but this podcast listenable. We've covered everything from the Toy Box Killer to Jack and Jill. From Ed Wood to Black Widows, we've suffered through it all. Find us wherever you listen to podcasts and check us out at horrorroulette.com. Listen if you dare. 
<laughs> so good. Oh, I love them both. It's such a cool idea and it's so funny. Um, we're almost doing a sort of, you know, we don't know the topic until today type thing as well. So we're, you know, again, pinching from artists that are already doing incredible things. So that is so cool. Yeah, they're awesome. We love them. They've been with us for a long, long time. I think we were in single digits even when we first started talking with them. And now we're at episode 50, Kate. Oh my gosh. Are we at episode 50? Five zero. Whoa. Um, Speaking of the boo pods. Yes. I was just going to jump in because I spent my weekend. So my weekends are my podcast listening times, usually when I'm cleaning my house and, and doing, you know, walking around the streets and whatnot. Uh, and <laughs> just walking you around, may just walking around, the street, just wandering the streets. Yeah. I don't actually have a home. Who's what am I cleaning? Nothing. Um, so we are doing, which you might be aware of. And if you're not aware of it, then this is a perfect time for you to become aware of it. It's October folks. It's spooktober. It's oct spooky. It's all of the Halloween special scary stories happening. And we have a groundbreaking series of stories that we are amazing. Like we're just so excited to be a part of. This is a number of podcasts coming together to tell an element of the same story. So about the same creepy place. It is called the Bridgewater series. Mm-hmm. Now, we, when you are listening to this, it is a Friday, maybe we release on a Friday, maybe it's Saturday, whatever. There are already three episodes that you can listen to and you get to go to different podcasts, have a listen to some people from our BooPod network, tell this incredible story. So we have had the nightcap start us off. Mm-hmm. Now, this is the you know number one app and it's really great because the nightcap gives you all of the information about Bridgewater, where, where it is, what it is, why it's spooky, a lot of amazing history and, you know, sort of some of the reason behind why it would be a spooky place. It's an amazing first episode. You definitely listen to that one. So you've got a real great understanding of what's going on. Next, you get to listen to the Haunted UK podcast with episode number two, and that is about the hitchhiker on Route 44. <laughs> now, I sent a message through our socials to the Haunted UK podcast and I said, you need to put a proviso in this because you scared the shit out of me. Like I was at home cleaning my kitchen and I actually had to pause to listen to the story. I was so engaged. I was so creeped out. The sound effects included on it threw me. Like it put me in another level of freaked out. So if you like being scared, uh, the Haunted UK with episode two of the Bridgewater series is brilliant. Then we have for episode three, the Skylark Bell is telling the next story, uh, which is Similar in the sense that we're still going to be chatting about the hitchhiker on Route 44, but it's a different, uh, you know, take on the story and it's some different information and different examples. Have a listen. Go to those podcasts. If you're not sure where to listen, jump onto our socials. You can jump onto the socials of anyone in our Boo Pod. It's got a list. So it tells you who's doing episode one, two, three, so on and so forth. I believe we're doing, are we doing episode six? Yeah, I believe so. Yep. Awesome. So I, yeah, we'll be on in a, in a few weeks time, but it is such a cool series to get you through, uh, you know, October and all the spooky stories and stuff that are going on. Also, it's a really great way to support other podcasts, 
jump on and have a listen because you might actually, you know, find a new podcast that you love listening to. Um, it's an amazing initiative and I'm just so proud to be a part of it. So make sure that you have a listen to those apps because I just, I can't just, I can't be more excited about it. It's so good. And I cannot <laughs> wait for us to get to tell our story as well and be, yeah, and be in it. Oh, yeah. This is the first time we've ever done something like this. So Go like, subscribe, comment, interact with all the all the podcasts and all the episodes so we know how much you love it so we can do more of yep. them. Exactly. It's been so much fun. I'm just so impressed with everybody. Um, yeah, it's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> and last but not least, another friendly reminder um, for a very small monthly fee, uh, you can become one of our very own Shitting Bricks patrons. Yeah. We have a Patreon. Just look up Shitting Bricks. Um, you get access to bonus episodes. You get access to the episodes ahead of time. You are also going to get discounts on our merch and our upcoming tour, Kate, which I just started to do some digging and research and planning. Oh, my goodness. I'm so excited, which will be happening Amazing. next year. Yes. So, yes, for a little bit of money, it goes a very, very long way for Kate and I. So please head on over to Patreon and look us up and become one of our patrons, please. Yay! We love you. All right. Can we put the brooms, the vacuum, and the disinfectant spray away? Housekeeping done. Absolutely. Let's do Woo! it. And please tell us, Kate, what the fuck are we doing for Milestone Madness? I thought you'd know. <laughs> Here we go. It's going to be one of those episodes, folks. I've got no idea. I just turned up. Uh, okay. So today... I want to share and Dom, I, you know, would love if you'd join me in this. Let's talk a little bit about us and our relationship. So why have we gotten to this point where we're now you and I are all of a sudden uh -oh. 50 episodes in to this podcast? What, you know, how long have we known each other? Where did this all come about? The scariest uh, story we've ever told. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, if you're not aware, Dominic and I are cousins. Uh, our mothers are sisters. That's how I believe it works in mm. terms of genealogy. Um, and we have always been very close. Both of our families have been very, very close for all of eternity. Uh, our ages are also quite close. Um, so Dom, you're only, I think, what, two years? Yeah, I'm older than 36 me? Yeah. this year. Yeah, and I'm 34 this year. Yeah, so we're saying two years. So there's not a huge age gap. So we had, you know, a lot in common growing up in terms of, uh, you know, moving from being little kids into then teenagers, but we were always really fortunate to get to spend heaps of time together um, with our other siblings as well. Now, a few of the things that I remember, which I wrote down some notes in our little <laughs> epi. <laughs> Welcome is, to Storytelling Time with Kate. <laughs> story time. So one of them that I thought that I would start with is when uh, Dominic first exposed me to something that frightened me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, even that word exposed. It's... <laughs> Yeah. Here we go. Now, I was, oh gosh, I'm going to say I was single digits age-wise. Like I would have probably been maybe seven, eight-year-old. I don't know. But Dominic, um, you know, introduced me to films. So, you know, we're both cinephiles now. We love movies. We love talking about movies. We geek out on movies. And one of the first ones that Dom decided to show me as a young person was Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Classic. Which is an amazing movie. Um 
if you've not seen, please do. It's like one of the first movies that had live action and animation um, with all of, you know, the crazy characters, you know, Roger Rabbit, Jessica Rabbit, Porky Pigs in there, I think. Mm. It's just, it's Toon World. Bob Hoskins plays the lead detective guy. And then Christopher Lloyd plays the bad guy who doesn't want Toons to exist. And there's one sequence, if you've seen the film, you will know what I'm talking about, and it's when (laughs) Christopher Lloyd turns into, or we discover that he was a toon all the time, right? Is that correct? I haven't seen it in a while. But he (sighs) kills the brother of uh, Eddie, who's the detective played by Bob Hoskin, and at one point he's turned around to his backs to you and then he goes, when I killed your brother, I t- he talked just like this. <laughs> and he turns around and his eyes pop out and it's he's got two eyes and he looks terrifying and I shat myself. <laughs> it was petrifying and it took me until last week to get over it. <laughs> I could not with that movie. That whole sequence was too much. Oh, and then he gets crushed crushed by a steamroller. Yep. And then melts. <laughs> and, oh, melts. That's right. Yeah. So it's like it's totally fine for a seven-year-old, eight-year-old to, to observe that kind of content. Um, but that definitely scared me. Yeah. Thanks a lot. We have a habit. Well, I have a habit of traumatizing Kate as a child. I don't know why I took so much joy and pleasure in making you watch things you're not appropriately aged for but whatever i think it developed my sense of you know uh enjoying movies to a degree though when i certainly got older i was like yeah i've seen that wow i probably shouldn't have i'm 15 but okay (laughs) it was amazing just passing trauma on kate that's what you do passing it on exactly now, another couple of notes that I made here that popped into mind when I think of our youth <laughs> is <laughs> we used to play a lot of video games. So Dominic uh, was one of the uh, you know fortunate people to have a Nintendo 64 back when we were uh, younger. And we would play different games. Um, Dom, I think you're going to probably go into a couple of them, but one of the one that ju- one of the ones that jumps into my mind was a game called Perfect Dark. Oh, uh, so good. Amazing. So, so good. So, so good. <laughs> Unreal. So if you've played video games or if you're aware of that series, basically it's just a shooter game where you can set up a world and then you verse either each other or you can verse sims, so simulated people um, or NPCs, if you like. Uh, so we would, you know, set ourselves up and then you would need to choose um, how... <laughs> How active the other people you were versing in terms of the simulated characters, how uh, how well they were going to play against you, and the lowest <laughs> the lowest uh, you know category for these people running around was the meat sims. <laughs> <laughs> so they basically would sort of run at you, shoot a couple of times, nowhere near you, turn around, smash into the wall, and just keep headbutting them. <laughs> and not going anywhere so you'd just shoot them every time so that was the meat sims so meat sims was like burned into my retinas we thought like that's a category we thought we were so epic being like let's put in a hundred meat sims and see how good we could do yeah and we'd finish in like five minutes because we definitely should have picked harder characters 
Anything to make yourself feel good. (laughs) Oh, tell me about it. Speaking of making yourself feel good, you made the best mac and cheese that I have ever eaten. It could be the amount maybe of butter slash cheese that went into it, (laughs) but we would eat mac and cheese by the bucket load whenever we stayed. That was your specialty. (laughs) Yeah, and I still do. I did it last night for Glyn and Rika. I made, I'll I'll have to admit, it's in a much healthier place right now. It's practically all vegetable with a little bit of mac and cheese, but I I do make a good mac and cheese. (laughs) You really do. That is absolutely your specialty. And the final thing that popped into my head was that you lived very close to a train line and I was not au fait with the public transport system, but I do remember being, you know, 11 or 12 (laughs) and staying over at your place and we could just, we, we would walk down your street and the station was essentially at the end of the street. And we could hop on a train just a couple of stops and get off. And then we would go to Safeway. We would buy our mac and cheese, <laughs> get back on the train. And I remember that you were like, it's only a couple of stops. You don't need a ticket. <laughs> and I was like, I'm a criminal the whole time that we would catch this train a couple of stops in the like late 90s, early 2000s. But you introduced me to a life of crime, <laughs> you traumatised me, and you fattened me up for my prison stay, I suppose. <laughs> Those are some of my key memories, my core memories, if you will, from our time together as youths. Well, when you're in prison, all fattened up and traumatised and <laughs> yeah. from fair evasion, at least you'd know which prisoners to shank. You just go for the meat sims in prison and you'd be fine. <laughs> yes! exactly right i was so well trained (laughs) (laughs) well kate there are too many stories to tell but i know i just it was difficult i literally just had to pick the first ones that popped into my mind but we i mean we could be here all day but you know it'll just be us entertaining us we want to try to keep some listeners maybe (laughs) i know i wonder (laughs) if this will be like the worst performing episode (laughs) (laughs) do you know what i don't even care i'm having the best time this is the downfall (laughs) of shitting bricks oh well they made it to 50 (laughs) okay well not in any particular order but one of my first memories of us kate and probably youngest memories was when you and chelsea specifically introduced me to thriller michael jackson's thriller music video specifically had heard the song but had never seen the, you know, epically long, groundbreaking, yeah. you know. Basically like a short film. Like it's incredible. Exactly. And scary to boot, by the way. Yeah. But had never seen it. And you lived in Bansdale, I'm pretty sure. And yes. we I think we were even there to possibly watch it being launched or something. I don't know, but it was I brand new. My memory, yeah, it's brand, it was pretty much brand new. And I think I recall, this is how far back we're going, folks. My aunt and uncle who lived not far from us, they had the the Michael Jackson film, which, in, which included the thriller uh, video clip on VHS, mm. so on videotape. And I, I think we borrowed it, but it, we hadn't seen it yet. And when you were there, we put it on to to watch it. I feel like that's what we might have done. Yeah, I just, I think that's a really cool moment in history for our generation because it was that groundbreaking, folks. Um, Absolutely. But I remember watching it and I remember being petrified. I remember being very scared because, 
yeah, you had, you know, for those young people out there, we didn't grow up in a time of special effects. As far as things went was, uh, you know, animation and puppetry, which, you know, they're great. They're golden. You can do a lot with it. But it still holds up. Yeah, yep. absolutely. In many cases, I much prefer it, to be perfectly honest. But that's another film buff um, no, argument. <laughs> I think we found our bonus episode for our patrons this week. There you go. Dominic's <laughs> hatred of the 127 oh, hours guy and CGI. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Anyway, so thriller video definitely stood out for me. Um, folks, if you don't realise... <laughs> Kate and I and cousins, Chelsea's sitting there going, don't you fucking forget me. We had potentially like a, an alarming habit of injuring not just ourselves but each other. We, Correct. We, there's too many stories to tell. We would, someone would push people off beds. Some people would smash hands with hammers. Some people would well, run over them with a bike. <laughs> we did lots of shit to never from a place of hatred. Can I just say, I'm gonna no, nah, I'm gonna I'm not I'm taking my hat out of this ring because I was only ever witness to these. You and Chelsea had some sort of vendetta against each other because everything you just explained happened between the two of you. Okay, many broken bones. Kate, I, I mean Chelsea, I love you, and yeah. I never had anything but love and admiration. I thought you were the coolest person in the world, but we injured each other quite a lot but if anyone knows me knows me as being I think I'm very coordinated but it's been mentioned a few times that I can be clumsy at times and I think it started at birth because the next story was not one I recall personally but your mother my auntie reminds me of it all the time Um, but supposedly we were in your house and I was jumping on one of those little, like baby little shitty trampolines. One yeah, of like, like the little exercise ones. Yeah, you you had a cool little trampoline, and I was obsessed. And it, I was jumping on it inside the house, I believe. And somehow, instead of jumping up and down, Kate, I decided to jump sideways and Perfect. smash myself entirely through one of your windows. Yeah. Um, somehow I'm alive today, supposedly. Um, but yeah, that was one of um, yeah. my injuries, prone injuries. Um, we'll save some of the other ones for another time. Actually, sure. no, I think I've got one more. No, no, no. You, yeah. Do I? There's one. Oh, there's, yeah, yeah, there's, there's, there's another, another one. one I can see, yeah, which yeah. is, that's a doozy. This one is a creepy, gross, yeah. Oh my God. Doozy. I can't remember which house this was. Um, I think it was in Belnari because oh. we had the tile. Fl- we so folks, uh, Dom Dom's family house still exists and is the family's house. So that's been there since I was born, yeah. 1988, and that's been in the family for that long. Myself, uh, for my family, we moved around a lot as kids. So we had we probably lived in ten different houses. Uh, so yeah, it's hard to keep track. Usually we do it by. <laughs> By injuries, yeah. by Dominic's injuries. <laughs> but I can picture this house really, really well, and I remember the floor. But I was stupidly running, and I believe it was in your kitchen or kitchenish area, and I yep. slipped and I landed head first on the tile and poked my front tooth through my bottom lip, like it punctured yep. through, folks. And I've still got the scar 
to prove it. But I remember that one very, very vividly. Anyway, there's so many other injury stories, but I don't want to get into it. And when Chelsea does come on as a guest, we will surely re-traumatize ourselves. Yeah, we could do just an injuries episode. It'd go for ages. Yeah, we're still alive. Everything's fine. Chelsea and I love each other. (laughs) Another Bansdale story was when you and Chell introduced me to playing the game out on the um, pavement called Around the World. And I remember asking you both about this recently, and I still can't remember it, but it was a simple chalk game. You just drew on the pavement, and I don't know the rules. We won't go into it now, but Around the World was I legitimately forced my parents to drive me over to your place just to play Around the World because I thought it was the greatest game ever made. We need to bring it back. Christmas Day, we're playing around the Oh, my God, can we? No negotiation. We will do it. bring chalk. Okay, folks. We will, I don't know, maybe we'll do a social post on how to play around the world. We'll definitely do a story or two about it. So, For sure. um, Almost done. Dress-ups. Now, dress-ups were a thing for this family. Um, I may be the reason why, because I think I forced everyone to play it probably a little bit harder than what they might want to. (laughs) You had some great dress-ups, though. (laughs) But somehow we had a really cool chest of dress-ups. There were lots of dresses for me. I always had to wear a dress or a skirt. (laughs) There were some Superman and other hero (laughs) costumes, Kate. That was me. I was always Superman. Um, and yeah, I just rem- I had su- such fond memories of all the dress ups that we used to play. I'll never forget the blue diamante dress. Oh my god, we that was yours. We will also share that photo. I'm proud of that <laughs> that dress. That's a beautiful frock. I can remember the smell. I'm sure it was a pretty yeah. yucky, musty, rank smell, but I can remember the smell of those dresses. Who knew drag from a very early age? That's right. But my favorite story, Kate, that you often tell, and I love to retell it is in the same vein, we're going to start this whole storytelling section the way that we started. You remember Roger Rabbit. I remember, and supposedly you do too, me making you watch Alien at a very early age, obviously inappropriate, probably for me and obviously for you. Mm. But it's turned into yours and I's probably ultimate or one of our ultimate favorite movies of all times. Yeah. To the point where I even play it and don't even watch it. I just listen to the soundtrack because yeah. it's that fucking good and freaks me out. I think it's psycho level awesomeness. Yeah, for sure. And I think it's one of those series of films. So uh, second only, well, no, probably, yeah, it's second only to The Godfather, mm. part one and part two. But Alien and Aliens in terms of sequel, like Aliens is equally as good as alien if not a touch better mm. in my opinion but like you were saying when we're obsessed with having puppetry and you know special effects created in the shot that movie still stands up like alien and aliens is still incredible with the sets that were built no cgi like everything was constructed mm. and the alien was you know 
a person in the suit and it was yeah it was incredible and you gifted me which if you're okay I'll take a, a picture of it and mm. put it on our socials but you gifted me an incredible artwork when you did a your show which was a lot of pop culture mm. influence but the artwork that I have in one of my rooms is incredible and I'll share it with everybody and I love it I treasure it it's amazing mm. so yeah okay that's that's my little list of storytelling. I love it. And again, we could honestly, we could go on forever, but, you know, we were there. You guys weren't. We realized that, you know, some of this might not be as engaging. <laughs> so we've split up an episode a little bit. We have done, you know, a little bit more about us, how we got to know each other, how we traumatized each other, how Chelsea injured you, but you're still alive. Uh, so, you know. And vice versa. Thought, <laughs> she yeah, she won't let me but let that pass. <laughs> Don't tell anyone. <laughs> But, Dom, can you please tell me, um, we decided to associate some stories slash little bits and pieces that, you know, either of us found. Um, and I have given you a series of little snippets. So, you know, I might have said in a couple of episodes, my new favorite thing is looking at newspapers from the 1800s and the 1900s because they are cooked and they're so funny. Some of the things are so funny. So... Dom, what have I assigned for you to read to us today? <laughs> Folks, if you've made it this far of the episode, this is your reward. Yeah. For lasting so long. But Kate has cheekily assigned me a series of pet obituaries. Obituaries. Yeah. Obituaries. That is a hard word to say just on its own, Kate. It is. But not only do I need to read these obituaries, I have to do them in like a Southern Bell accent. <laughs> yes, please. That would be fantastic. And as a proviso, these are entitled Famous Animal Obituaries. Oh, sorry. So these animals are superstars. I want to hear all about them <laughs> and I need it in a Southern Bell accent. So please... Hit me with the first one. Oh my god, this is gonna be so hard because I'm just gonna <laughs> laugh gonna the so whole time. <laughs> We're gonna see how this goes, folks. This could be absolutely shot, uh, but we'll see. Okay, I'm gonna give them context before I read, just so we can make it, it through this. <laughs> perfect. Okay, I can't look at Kate. <laughs> Okay, so the first one is from the 11th of October, 1911, folks. We're going so far back in time. <laughs> and this is from the Evening Dispatch in Birmingham, England. Okay, <laughs> here we go. I'm not going to be able to look at you. I'm going to have to, yeah. <laughs> I'm taking you out of my ear for a second. Okay, deal. <laughs> Woo! All right. <laughs> Oh my God, I can't even start. All right. I practice this and everything. <laughs> oh, this is going okay. so well so far. Beer drink, drinking donkey. A chimney sweeps donkey which has just died at Falls Hill, Warwickshire, at a considerable age, had a distinct partiality for beer. <laughs> he was often given a half pint of ale in an ordinary measure. 
So greatly did the donkey relish it that it had a habit of expecting a drink whenever his journeys took him near public houses. Oh, R.I.P. the beer drinking donkey. What a strong start. No, that wasn't a strong start. I did it so much better before. But we've got more, folks. Yeah, we do. We've got more. There's plenty of time to redeem. Okay. The Concord Daily Tribune from Concord, obviously, North Carolina. 10th of October, 1912. Oh, God, this is a hard one, too. Beautiful Jim Key, dead. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, I got to take you out. (laughs) You ruined me. All right. Beautiful Jim Key, the celebrated educated horse owned... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Owned and trained by the late Dr. William Key of Shelbyville, Tennessee, is dead. <laughs> <laughs> it's dead. That gets me. This horse was exhibited at the World's Fair at Chicago Centennial Exposition at Nashville and in every large city in the United States. This horse was one time sold by Dr. Key to a New Yorker for $10,000. Dr. Key later buying him back at the same price. The horse had been (laughs) The horse (laughs) Fucking hell. This next bit. (laughs) The (laughs) breathe, Dominic. (laughs) Oh, please hold on folks. I promise that we'll we'll get through it. (laughs) Oh my god. Okay. The horse had been suffering for years with rheumatism. (laughs) And when Dr. Key died about a year ago, he requested that the old horse not be exhibited anymore. Jim Key was (laughs) was 26 years old. He was buried on the Key Farm at Shelbyville and a monument will be erected in his memory. R.I.P. Jim Key. Okay. This probably this next one's one of my faves. The rheumatism for that horse. I know that got me too. I lost it at rheumatism. Okay, Newcastle Herald, Newcastle, Pennsylvania, July third, nineteen nineteen. Pigeon War Hero is dead. <laughs> Share of me who first carried news of the lost battalion is war martyr. The carrier pigeon hero of the war, Cher Ami, is dead. In spite of the skill of the most expert bird authorities in America, this little feathered hero who first notified American headquarters of the plight of the lost battalion in charge of Major Charles S. Whittlesey died at the pigeon lofts at Potomac Park, Washington, D.C., Many American lad would have been proud to have performed so many heroic deeds for his flag. Since carrying the famous message, Cher Ami had been personally petted by General Pershing and tradition of all time was shattered when the American general, in an official memorandum to the War Department, cited the little bird for the right to wear a distinguished service cross. In its last flight through Whitling Shrapnel, Cher Ami was shot through the breast 
and the right leg was torn away. Two months ago, a specially appointed pigeon expert was selected to bring the invalid message bearer home. A basket of rattan was lined with pads of cotton to ease the long ocean voyage. At Potomac Park, one of the screen porches of the Pigeon Hospital was set aside for exclusive use of Cher Ami. Pigeon Hospital. Okay. There's so much in this. All right. We're, we're almost there, folks. The little patient grew weaker and weaker. Daily consultations were held to plan tempting food for the pigeon ace. Experts at the National Zoological Garden, the Smithsonian Institution, and the Army Pigeon Lofts at Camp Meggs each day eagerly offered suggestions. But all efforts were to prolong the life of Cher Ami were in vain, and now the remarkable bird is mourned on one who helped to win the world war. Yes, Cher Ami! Oh my god, I'm dropping it out of Roosevelt. That, oh. <laughs> Do you know what though? There was so much in that I couldn't. How it had a little medal and they put it in a little special thing to help with its trip and then <laughs> treated it at the hospital. I love Sherami. Okay, this one is my absolute favourite without a fucking so doubt. <laughs> I want to do this one justice because it is the best. <clears throat> Perfect. The Peninsula Times Tribune. Palo Alto, California, 18th of July, 1931. Ugh. I had to burp. Okay. Wealthy cat dies. San Gabriel, the world's richest cat, Mitzi, is dead, leaving behind her an estate of $150,000 and a large house here willed her by her late mistress, Dr. Maud F. Kane. The cat, 18 years old, died from a very human disease of hardening of the arteries. On Mitzi's death, Miss Atelia Kushk, lifelong friend of Dr. Kane, inherited her estate. Like, oh my god. What the fuck? How does a cat have 150k in a large house? And how does a cat create a will where Miss Otelia gets that inherited? Like, the woman dies, but you, you gotta wait until, uh, you know, Mitzi. the cat dies before you get the house. <laughs> okay, Kate, the burning question oh. is Was my southern ish, I'm not even gonna say Belle, because I definitely, I don't think it was quite Belle, but how is the southern I accent? I loved it. I really loved it. It's one of my favorite accents, and I think you did it justice with the ridiculous content you had to read. I think it was amazing. <laughs> oh, fuck me. That was really hard. So oh, hard. It is. It's challenging. You have to give it credit to people that, ha that have to learn accents. Definitely. I love doing it. Like, I love the art of it. But um, anyway, that was one of my biggest challenges. It's so hard. Today. Oh, my God. So good. All right, it's my turn. I can't let you suffer in, suffer in, in solitude. <laughs> Firstly, I'm going to proviso this with an apology because <laughs> Dominic has asked me to do my, my poor, over-exaggerated Greek accent, which I base on Gus from, uh, from my big fat Greek wedding. No offense intended. <laughs> Very much taking this from a comedic sense. So please don't write into us. We know it's bad. We know it's on the nose. We get it. 
It's okay. We're just having a bit of fun. It's so, so good, Kate. I, I have to do it. T- you just have to. <laughs> I'm going to, yeah, do with my accent. I am going to tell you all a traditional recipe for spanakopita. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see how this bloody goes. Oh, okay. I've got to get into it. The very best traditional Greek spanakopita recipe. Wow, that's not even Greek. I don't know what that is. I'm going with it. Leave it. I'm going to dip it in out of all sorts. We might go Irish. We might go Scottish. Who knows? Spanakopita, Greek for spinach pie, is one of the most popular Greek dishes that is known and loved around the world. A very versatile and delicious dish suitable for every time of the day as a main dish, that's Italian, <laughs> starter or midday snack. I don't know what accent this is. I'm so it's so sorry. good. This is a very easy to follow Italian again for authentic Spanakopita recipe for you to recreate this traditional vegetarian delight from a scratch. <laughs> Spanakopita recipe. What is Spanakopita made? To prepare the authentic Spanakopita recipe, feta cheese is... Cr- I'm just sticking with Italian. Do it. That seems to be what we're Let's going go. With. Feta cheese is a crumbled and a mix with the spinach in the herby spinach feta mixture. <laughs> then is wrapped in a layered filo pastry. <laughs> brushed with a melted butter or olive oil. Mwah. And baked until a golden and crispy perfection. Simply delicious. <laughs> In our spinach, uh, spinach feta filling, we use the onions. We use our dill. We use our spring onions. We use our eggs. The eggs hold the mixture together and achieve the right texture for the spanakopita filling. <laughs> spanakopita is a very popular dish in Greece and comes into a variety of shapes and sizes. It can be made in either a large pan, okay, I'm going more Greek now, and cut into a vi- individual portions. That's a pan size spendicopita. <laughs> or rolled into an individual triangle savings. Spendicopita kia. <laughs> the main ingredients you'll need to make in this spendicopita is, of course, the spinach. You don't have a spinach, forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> Most spinacopita recipe also use a feta cheese is a favorite ingredient in all the types of dishes in Greece, be it fried or baked or use the stuffing, soften, melty, whatever. <laughs> a much here's a tip. <laughs> a mature feta cheese gives a traditional spinacopita recipe a bold a salty flavor. So be careful to just add a little salt in the seasoning. <laughs> <laughs> now I sound like Groove from <laughs> I'm here for it. Uh, now make it your homemade filo. When in Greece, you make it a traditional spandicopita. It requires, requires <laughs> using either homemade filo dough or a commercial village dough. Zarektako filo. That's not the word, but cool. It's a little bit thicker than a usually a paper thin filo gives them all a rusty touch. A village dough is a little bit difficult to find. You can make this traditional spanakopita recipe is using <laughs> using either commercial filo dough 
or if you are feeling adventurous, make your own homemade filo. Roll each sheet of dough with the patient. For the good the food, it will truly reward you with the crispy, flaky, delicious crust on your traditional Greek spinach pie. So go ahead, give this super easy recipe <laughs> delicious, easy and delicious Spendicopa recipe, recipe I try and amaze your friends with its crispy and tangy flavor. Enjoy! <laughs> now here's the recipe for you all. It has a ten, uh, no, six steps. Step one, prepare the spandacopity. <laughs> Making the filo first, or you can use a commercial filo. When you're done, heat the oven at 200 degrees, a fan, 180 degrees, a gas. To prepare the filling, a uh, three. Because <laughs> you're going to be following this direction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fucking podcast. Spend it to make the filling, saute the onions with a large knob of a butter until they're soft and they turn a golden. Then you add the garlic and you cook a couple minutes. Then you add the spinach and you cook the wilted and you cool it. You tip it in a bowl. Leave behind the excess fluid from the spinach. Then you got to put in the nutmeg, the feta, the eggs, the spring onion and season. Not too much salt, remember? <laughs> Number four, for the spanakopita recipe, you need a non-stick baking a pan at 25 centimeter. Put on a sheet of first piece of filo in a pan and a sprinkle with the olive oil. Let the excess hang over the sides <laughs> and keep it going with the rest of the sheets. Turn it a little before you add each additional pastry sheet. Now I'm French. <laughs> sprinkle with the olive oil. Use a two to the three to fill sheets, depending on how the thicker the filler is. <laughs> Tip it and fill it in a spanner and a fold the excess pastry to <laughs> If you like, I'll prepare a larger pan of a spanner for the big crowd. Double the ingredients for the filling. Use a 25, about 35 centimeter bacon dish. <laughs> Lard a two to three filler sheets to the bottom to the top. Tip it and fill in. Put a two or three in more sheets. Number five. Brush at the top of the spanakopita the olive oil and scatter it with a sharp knife. Bake it in the oven. 60 minutes. Filo golden. Filo crisp. Filo done. Leave it to cool down. Cut it in a piece. Serve it with a Greek salad. Enjoy. <laughs> I apologize to every person of any descent from Europe. Okay, that. that has made my day. I can't tell you how much I needed that laugh. Thank you. You are so welcome. Oh my goodness, Dom. I think have we indulged ourselves long enough? I think we probably have. We're gonna let our listeners go. Thank you for joining us for our milestone madness. Don't forget to jump on our socials. Please tell us how poorly we did with our accents. I'd love that. <laughs> Although we already know. <laughs> it wasn't for you. This was for us. No, exactly. <laughs> now you get to join us next week um, for our, uh, you know, we're going to be looking at doing our BooPod Network app. Yeah. But we've also got a couple of cool apps coming up as well because it will be our one year anniversary. Not only is it our 50th episode, but it's soon to be our one year anniversary. So we're going to have some cool stuff for that. And it's just going to be a bloody riot 
Thanks for being here and listening. Yep. Check, see you on the Boopod Network Bridgewater series. And in a couple of weeks, I'm going to be recording live from Berlin, Kate. So, Berlin? Yeah. So, wow. We're going truly international. We are. So, I'm going to have to cook up a, a scary Berlin episode for folks, too. I love that. Listeners, thank you for joining us. This has been a lot of fun for Dom and I. I hope you've had just a little bit of fun too. We love you all so much. Thank you for supporting us. 50 episodes. Woo, Woo. It's carpets. It's madness. <laughs> it's shitting bricks. It's madness. It's shitting bricks. It's bloody madness. Boy. Boy, love you. That's a wrap. Big shout out to everyone for tuning in to Shitting Bricks. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us. Plus, you can find extra little nuggets on our socials. Next week, we'll be back talking more shit, so do not forget to tune in. And remember to wipe, flush, and wash your hands. Goodbye. Goodbye.